0: Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled The King's Meet. Today's subtitle is Approaching the Day of Wonders. That's right. It is part two of the message that we began on last week entitled The Day of Wonders. I know that you will be richly blessed. Today, we're really going to focus on the differences between Jesus and religion. So you don't want to miss not one moment of this. And don't forget to give us a shout out. Let us know that you're enjoying the broadcast or send us a prayer request. We will be so glad to connect with you. All right. Without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Approaching the Day of Wonders right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. You hungry for the word today? You came hungry for the word? All right. Praise the Lord. It's no accident, nor coincidence that you are here this morning. All right. Well, um, turn your Bibles just briefly to the book of Joshua. Turn your Bibles to the book of Joshua. And uh, we're going to continue in the series, continue in the series entitled The, the, uh, the King's Meet. And this will actually be uh, part five in that series. And we're going to entitle this Approaching the Day of Wonders approaching the day of wonders and i'm going to just do a little bit of reading here joshua the third chapter joshua the third chapter joshua the third chapter and uh, i want to look at verses one through five and we're going to go back to this again but we are approaching the day of wonders in the series entitled the king's meet now all this started there from the book of daniel the first chapter As we looked at uh, how Daniel and um, Ezariah and Hananiah and Mishael, how they resisted uh, the delicacies of the king's meat and of the king's wine. They stood up against it and said, no, we will not allow that to pollute our worship before the father. They stood up and that's how all this began as we are uh, approaching the day of wonders. Now, someone asked uh, where is the church heading? Where is the church going? Where is God leading the church? Or where is our chief shepherd, the shepherd and bishop of our souls? Where is he leading the church in this hour? I guarantee you, he is leading his church. The body of Christ, the bride, is being led to the day of wonders. Led to the day of wonders. The day when the Lord will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And, and the Lord will demonstrate Him demonstrate. or Uh, demonstrate his signs and wonders through the church. Uh, The world has heard a lot of talking. The world has heard a lot of preaching, but they're going to need to see something. They're going to need to see it. And remember the very first sign and wonder that God will give through his church is a life of holiness, a life that is dedicated unto him. And remember when the Lord finds a people, when he has a people that that is without mixture, he will pour out his power without measure. Let me say that again. When the Lord finds a people or when he has a people without mixture, that is those who have not been mixed or those who are not mingled with the things of the world, he will pour out his power without measure. And I'm excited to see that day. So the day of wonders, the day of wonders always comes after a time of sanctification unto the lord the day of wonders always comes after a time of sanctification unto the lord prayerfully today we will show you that through sanctification we are set we set ourselves apart from the rest and unto god sanctification can also be uh, defined as holiness let's pray father we thank you in jesus name for this day and lord we ask you just to lead us and guide us into all truth and and show us things to come we acknowledge your awesome presence. Great Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. So lead us today. Teach us today. Instruct us today. Father, I yield my vessel to you that you may use in any way that you see fit. Lord, give us all a hearing ear and a heart to respond. In Jesus' name, Lady of your heart say amen. All right. Joshua, the third chapter, verses 1 through 5. Listen to uh, what it reads. And it reads like this. And Joshua rose early in the morning and they removed from Shechem and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. Now, this is before they passed over into the promised land. Okay, they're the brink of the blessing at the brink of the promise. Verse two. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host or they went through the people. Uh, And they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God, and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. When you see the ark, which is representative of the presence of the Lord, you're going to follow it. Don't stay where you are. When you see the Lord, the presence of the Lord moving, you go after the presence of God. Okay. Okay. This is highly symbolic for this day of wonders. When you see the Lord moving, you follow him. You follow his presence. You follow the cloud. You don't stay where you are. You get up and you go. You respond to the presence of the Lord. Are you hearing me? Verse four says, yet there shall be a space between you and it about uh, 2000 cubits by measure. That is about uh, about a half of a half of a mile. Um, Come not near unto it that ye may know uh, the way by which ye must go for ye have not passed this way heretofore there in the old testament they said don't come close to the presence of the lord because there was sin on your life and you go too close you could get killed you could die Uh, just ask some of the priests that died there in the holies of holies that whose sins were not uh, washed, whose sins were not covered by that sacrifice. They said, don't go too close because there is something on your life and uh, you need to stay alive to inherit this. But that was under the Old Testament, the only the old covenant. Now we are all covered under the blood of the Lamb of God, under the blood of Jesus. And I can go just as close to the ark of God to his presence as I want to. I can, I can lay on the ark if I want to. Praise the Lord. Be just as close to the Lord as I desire. The Lord said, draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh to you. Are you hearing? So for them, it was don't go too close, but follow. But but see, I want you the Lord says here, follow the ark. Follow the Lord's presence, because you have not been this way before. This is also very Prophetic. We have not been this way uh, before. We have not seen this before. This generation has not really experienced the presence and the power of God before on a mass scale, not just with superstar preachers in the pulpits. Hear me. There's been a time when the Lord has used superstar preachers in the pulpit and everybody has seen them and said, wow, I wish I had an anointing like that. I would be this and I would do this, that and the other. But now God's saying that anointing that we've seen in the pulpit and greater is going to come to those within the body of Christ. Those that don't have title. Are you hearing me? This is not a time or a day. The day of wonders is not about title. It's not about a certificate. It's not about a collar about the neck. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ standing up in his body and having full use of his body. And you're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles throughout the body of Christ. You will make your own self eligible by hearing, uh, and taking heed to what the Lord Jesus is saying here. Are you hearing? Say, he's going to use me. Say, oh, Lord, Lord. I thank you you. that you're going to use me. Are you hearing? So it says you haven't been this way before. We haven't seen this before. We haven't seen this before. This generation has not seen it. We have not seen true revival. This generation has not seen it. Our children have not grown up experiencing the power and presence of God. To them, it is a fantasy. To them, it is a fallacy. It is a myth. It is something that used to happen, but it doesn't happen in, anymore. But we are approaching the day of wonders. And this is what the Lord says. As they depart from where they are and as they go to enter to this day. And listen to what the Lord says here uh, in verse number 5 through Joshua. And he says, and Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves. Say sanctify, Sanctify. say sanctify, Sanctify. say "Sanctify." sanctify. He says, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. He will do wonders among you here again. Sanctify goes right back to the word. Holy set yourselves apart. Come away from this or come away from that. Be hallowed before the Lord. Get the king's meat out of you. Get the worldly stuff out of you. Hallelujah. Receive what the Lord is saying about you. Receive the blood of the lamb. Be born again. Be born of God. And seek after the face of God. And you will come into, you will inherit the day of wonders. You will inherit the day of wonders. Isn't that wonderful? I'm telling you, that is wonderful. So, what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to come right back here every week, and we're going to uh, rehearse that every week now. We're moved from Daniel, but we're still in the same series. Now we're going to go right back to Joshua, uh, Joshua every week, so you can uh, make a note of that or just keep that available there in your Bibles. So let's go back to talk about holiness just for a moment. We said that holiness, uh, we could define the word holiness uh, just by looking at the word itself. Holiness can be, we can break it down to whole Whole, W-H-O-L-E. Now, I'm just recapping just a little bit before we go further. Whole meaning nothing missing, nothing broken. You're not lacking anything. And remember the reason, one of the reasons that, that we sin is because we lack something on the inside. And we're going about trying to feel that area uh, that we're missing. Um, people may be missing uh, intimacy they want intimacy so, but instead of going to the father to find true intimacy we'll go out into the world and find that uh, knockoff brand that knockoff brand that does not satisfy that does not satisfy but but it just makes us feel good for the moment but when we are in holiness we are whole and God has filled us through and through, he has filled us whole. I, the I in holiness, talks about the real you, and the ness is simply means ness n e s s simply means the state of the state of. People would say, uh, I have happiness or sadness or joyfulness, the state of being whatever it is. So we could say holiness means the state of being whole, or the continual condition of being whole, or or being filled. I don't need anything. Remember, we gave the illustration about someone being hungry. Um, uh, When you are hungry, when you're fasting, there is a temptation, right? To go out and feed yourself. Your body's crying out. Let me feed myself. Let me feed myself. But when you are full, even though the food is there, normally we don't desire it because I am full. I don't want that because I am full. And remember, as we said before, uh, when we yearn for these things of the world, when we lust and yearn for these other things, uh, there's nothing wrong with us. That just means that the yearning is there uh, that is telling us, rather the yearning tells us that we are not full yet. That's why the Bible declares that we have to be filled with the spirit. We have to get filled with the spirit and when we are filled with the spirit, we won't uh, receive the lust of the flesh or we won't yield to the lust of the flesh because we are full of the spirit. Well, how do I get full of the spirit? How do I become holy? First of all, by becoming born again, be born again and seek after the face of God. Uh, Have regular prayer times, pray in the Holy Ghost, read your Bible, study your Bible. These things will help to make you full, will keep you full, will keep you full. Just like in your natural body, with this natural body, if you fail to eat here again, you're going to begin to crave and your natural body will begin to get weak and prone to diseases and, and other things. If you don't feed it properly. Right? It's the same thing that happens to your spirit man, to the real you. You will become weak. You become, if you don't eat the word of God, if you don't come to church, if you don't study your Bible, you don't pray, you will find yourself being uh, more susceptible to all these other temptations that are around you. I guarantee you, because your immune system will become weak. When you're not, when you're not full when you're not full, that little space comes in between the top of the glass and where wherever the, the water is. That space there is a place for the devil to play in. It's a place for him to play in. Anytime you are not full, he, sinks to, he seeks to fill you. There's a word right there. Anytime you are not full, the devil will seek to fill you. He'll seek to give you what you've been missing. All right? So when you keep yourself full, you'll notice that you won't desire those things that we used to do. Are you hearing? Oh, that is thrilling. That is thrilling. Let me digress just for a moment as we talk about this. And let me tell you that I heard this word this morning, so let me bring this to you. Uh, some of you have been just beat up all up and down the field, being beat up left and right, left and right. I saw two images. One, I saw two children on the playground. One of them had a... Uh, a, a um a sucker or, you know, a lollipop, and he was just enjoying it. And then another child came and snatched it out of his hand, snatched it out of his hand. And then he, the, the child that had it just began to cry, just began to cry, just began to cry and cry and wail well, while the other little boy enjoyed his, um, enjoyed the little boy's lollipop. Are you hearing? Well, we would tell the child, uh, just go and tell, tell your teacher. Tell the teacher what happened. And we know that there are laws now in place. The what the bullying laws, anti-bullying laws and all that stuff or laws against bullying. They'll set that child in detention or maybe even kick him out of school. If he continues that sort of behavior, there are laws for that, but you have to report it. You have to report it. Are you hearing? Many of us are being beat up and the devil snatching all kind of stuff from you, but you won't report it. You just sit there and take it. I'm not sure who I'm talking to, but I know somebody's hearing this. You're just sitting there and taking it. You've been taking it for such such a long time that you don't even want to fight back anymore. But God said, this is yours. That's your lollipop the devil's enjoying now. That's your relationship the devil's enjoying now. That's your money. That's your job. That's your house that the devil's enjoying now. You've got to go report that thing. Take it to the high courts of heaven and declare your rights. Declare your rights. Are you hearing And then I saw a second, I saw a a second view of a sheriff and I saw him standing there and um, he had something in his hand he had maybe a pair of binoculars in his hand and he was holding them. And then here comes now the sheriff is is smaller, very skinny. Uh, I don't want to say look like Barney Fife, but if that's the image, praise the Lord. (laughs) He has a pair of binoculars in his hand and then here comes this big biker guy. He comes up to him and he snatches the, he snatches the, um, binoculars out of his hand and he goes over on the side there and begins to look through the binoculars and enjoy the binoculars. Well, the sheriff is over here and he's, he's, he's dumbfounded. Well, what? what? man, you the sheriff go over and get yourself. You have rights. You have authority. Are you hearing? You have authority. If the enemy has taken something that belongs to you or if he has given you something that, is, that Jesus said you're not supposed to have, then use your right. Use your authority. I'll take my side, my, ooh, take my side arm and I'm going to show you a thing or two. Are you hearing? You've got to fight for your right. Turn to your name and tell them you've got to fight for your right. Hallelujah. You're the one that's in charge here. Praise God. God's given you. Authority. He's given you authority. Are you hearing? All right, let's continue to talk about this day of wonders now. Now, we talked about two types of holiness last week. Two types of holiness. One, I would ask you what it is, but you already see it, don't you? There are two types of holiness. One is declared holiness. That is, this one is the true holiness. uh, That is by faith in Jesus Christ alone. Say alone. The other is manufactured holiness, that man-made stuff, that man-derived stuff. Man, you factored this. Man, you made this. This is not of God. This is something that man has done. Uh, th- we also call this self-righteousness and also religion. We call this religion. Um, and this is based upon works or righteous deeds done has nothing to do with God, nothing to do with God, nothing at all what to, what so to do with God. These two are diametrically opposed one to another. The true holiness of God and the religion that man has are directly opposite. They don't mix. Are you hearing me? Now, while there may be two people in the soup kitchen, and one has a relationship with God. One is born again and seeking the face of God and is preparing himself to approach the day of wonders, preparing himself for the day of wonders. And uh, he's a genuine article here. And he's on one line and he's serving the people in the soup kitchen. And there is a man that is religious also right beside him serving and, in the soup kitchen as well. Now, they're both doing the same thing, but they're doing it for different reasons. The one that is religious may be serving, may be trying to serve God out of guilt or out of a duty. I have to do this in order to appease the holy God. I have to do this. Doing this will make me feel better, will make me feel that uh, spiritual quota, and I'll feel good at the end of the day. The other one, the one that is seeking the face of God, the one who is born again and has faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, is doing the same thing, but he's doing this out of gratitude for the gift that God has given unto him. There's a difference. One does it out of guilt and the other does it out of gratitude. Why are you serving the Lord? Are you hearing? So what we got to understand something as we approach the day of wonders, as we approach the day of wonders, we need to get our head straight. We need to get our head screwed on. Just right. Get your mindset together. Realize that Jesus has finished the work. He has finished the work. He's already declared you holy apart from what you've done. If you've received Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, you believe in his death, burial, and resurrection, you call him Lord. He is your Lord, your Savior, your God, and your King. His blood has covered you. Then the whole thing about holiness and sanctification is all covered. It's done with. You just have to begin to agree with it and walk in it. Are you understanding? So here again, holiness, as we said before, it is being one set aside for the use of God, set aside for God. We're coming away from and going unto. please don't get stuck in limbo in the middle, because a lot of people think about holiness is just about sin. Holiness is not about sin. Are you hearing me? Let me say that again. Holiness is not about you not sinning. That's far from it. Holiness is coming closer to the Lord, being in oneness with God. And by default, and by default, you will find that you won't do those things anymore. But it's not about not sinning. Your relationship with God has nothing to do with about about you not sinning. You've missed the mark altogether. You've fallen short. It's got nothing to do with you and your sin. Are you hearing? This has all, all, what it has to do is you abiding in the presence of the Lord. You dwelling in the presence of the Lord, where all the full, where it's all of, all of His fullness dwells. As you abide in His presence, you'll find out that you won't want to do all those things, those terrible things anymore. Hallelujah. You'll find that He begins to change you from the inside out. Now, as we said before, there are two types of holiness that declared holiness and manufactured holiness. Only one of those is pleasing to God. And that is what the Lord has done for you. That is that declared holiness. God declares you holy. So as we're getting ourselves together now, and we're about to take off. All that was trying to get you down the runway, trying to get your head together. And I pray that your head is together now and that you're ready to go with me. Hallelujah. So as we're getting our head together, as we're approaching the day of wonders, because this day is coming. But the only ones that would be active in this are those who understand, we can say, who understand the new covenant, who understand the covenant of grace and of righteousness, who have received the abundance of righteousness and the gift, rather, the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. If you, let's say, you're a Christian, but you're still worrying about your sin, you're going to miss the day of wonders. Why? Because the devil will come to your face and tell you about all this bad stuff you do and what are you still thinking this, how can you call yourself saved and all this stuff and he will entangle you in a snare. He'll entangle you in a net and then there you are on the ground, lifeless, thinking about your sins and what you have done and you're going to miss all of it. Being entangled with your own faults. Being entangled in battle with the enemy over something that Jesus has already fought and won. Are you hearing? So I pray that you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready. You're going to be ready, 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 ready for the day of wonders. Hallelujah. For this day is coming, saints of God. It is coming and even now is upon us. Hallelujah. So let's talk for a moment. As we're getting our head together, we've got to, we've, we got to establish something. The differences between Jesus and religion. Two different things. Are you hearing me? Two different things. Jesus and religion, two different things. Remember, Jesus never came to bring you religion. Even the law was never meant to be religion, the law was simply meant to show people that they had need of a savior. They thought that they were right in themselves, but well, God says, "Okay, well let me give you these set of standards and, and see how you see how you stand up to these standards. Oh I, oh, I see, uh, I really need God, I really need God." And then they were supposed to turn and seek after God for the Messiah to come and take all their faults and uh, iniquities away. The law is like looking into a mirror. Here again, you look in the mirror just before you go out and you look at yourself and you, if you see imperfections, I know some of you really don't see imperfections, praise the Lord, but if you see imperfections, something in your teeth, something in your hair, praise the Lord, I know some of you look so beautiful, you're so handsome, praise the Lord, how dare somebody call you unperfect, but don't worry about it, praise the Lord, the mirror is meant to show you imperfections. We're not meant to stand there and stay in, and stare in the mirror about how bad it is how bad we are. I'm still doing this. I'm still doing that. Oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. Let me study myself. Let me study myself. How can I correct this? How can I correct this? No, that's religion that it keeps you looking at your own imperfections and inadequacies. God says once you look in the perfect law of liberty, then turn and take those issues to the Lord. Lord, I need a savior now. I need you to heal me now. I need you to deliver me now. We begin to cry out unto him and establish a relationship turn to your name tell him you got to get out the mirror every time you begin to woe and complain about your sin about the stuff that you're doing you're standing in the mirror you got to get out of the mirror hallelujah So we're talking about the differences between Jesus and religion. Jesus versus religion. Ding, ding, ding. Let's get into it right now because we're going to look at these scriptures and we're going to see how differently, how different or how far apart these two really are. In Romans, the fifth chapter, rather Romans four, uh, verses five five and six, it says this, but people are counted as righteous, not because of their works. Say not because of their works, but because of their what, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. Isn't that right? Right. Not by works. Remember religion is works, but Jesus is a faith. Are you hearing me? Not by works. Uh, verse six, David also spoke of this. Uh, When he described the happiness of those who are declared, there's that declared, who those who are declared righteous without working for it. That's us. Say that's me. God declared you righteous without you working for it. That's you in the word of God. He's talking about you. David saw that, the Lord showed David a vision, and he saw a people, he saw the body of Christ, he saw those that were just declared right, without having to do all these sacrifices, without having to do all those things, without having to do all these righteous works, he saw a people uh, through the eyes of the Spirit, he saw us, hallelujah, he saw us in this day, and he said, oh, how happy they must be to be declared right in the sight of god already without having to do works isn't that something it goes on to say in verse number seven oh what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven whose sin whose sins are what put out of sight thank god tell your neighbor god has put your sins out of sight he's not looking at your sin they're out of sight they're out of sight Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. God cleared your record. Amen. Let that be established. God cleared your record. When the devil comes to bring up message you did in the past, say, what are you talking about? My record is clean. My record is clear. God cleared my record. He's forgotten all of that stuff. Praise the Lord. Let's look at another. Let's look at the book of Ephesians. Uh, let's look at Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 8 and 9. It says this. For by grace are you what? Safe. That's right. For by grace are you saved through faith. Amen. And that not of yourselves, right? That's the works part. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of, not of what? Works. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. There's going to be no one, there'll be no one in heaven that will say, I'm up here because I was so good. There'll be no one in heaven standing in the presence of God that will say, I did well all my life. I gave my body to be burned. I did everything, and I am so good. That's why I got in here. There'll be no one that will get into heaven based upon their works. God said, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. The ones that will be in heaven in the presence of the Lord, the ones that will remain in the presence of the Lord are those who have the lamb's blood sprinkled over their lives. Who've been covered by the blood of the lamb. Are you hearing me? Now let's look at something. Go in your Bibles uh, to the book of Romans. Romans, the third chapter. Let's go to Romans, the third chapter. Let me show you something. We're going to slow it down for a moment. And go to Romans, the third chapter. I want to show you this in the word of the Lord. Romans, the third chapter. And we're going to see, we're going to start reading here in verse number 20. When you get Romans, the third chapter. Praise the Lord. Let me get mine. Romans, the third chapter. We're going to look at verse number twenty. Start here. Now, here again, we're we're in this battle between Jesus versus religion. Guess who's going to win? Jesus. Guess who's already won? Jesus. Guess what? One God approves of. Jesus. Jesus. Are you hearing me? Amen. Let's let this thing be settled. I don't come to church to fulfill a religious quota. I come to church because I'm grateful for what the Lord has done and to be empowered and equipped. I need to be trained in this new inheritance. I need to be trained how to operate in the kingdom of God. Many cases, I need to be reminded of the promises that God has given unto me. This is why I'm in the fellowship and because I like y'all too. Are you hearing me? Yeah, you know I love you. Romans 3, are you you there? Romans 3, let's look at verse number 20. It says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall what? No flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Here again, the law is like that mirror. You look into the mirror and you see sin. You see sin is simply missing the mark, falling short, errors. Are you hearing me? You look in the mirror and you see errors. Some of us see more errors than others, but praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. You look in the mirror and you see errors. That was the purpose of the law to show you error. You are not meant to stay in the mirror and say, oh God, woe is me? I'm not pretty. I'm not handsome. I'm too thin. I'm too, I'm too wide. I'm too short. I'm too tall. You're not meant to look in the mirror. you look to, you, you're meant to get an assessment and then go to the Lord. Hallelujah. And he'll fix it. You go to Dr. Jesus and he'll fix it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. It's meant to show you. But that's what I want you to see in verse number 20. By the deeds of the law, by your works, no flesh, no flesh will be justified. I don't care how much work you do in your life, how much righteous deeds, how many righteous deeds you do in, in your life. Nobody, no flesh will be justified in the presence of a God in the presence of God based on works. Do you understand that? So you can make note of that. Make note of that. Verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and prophets. Look at that. David talked about it earlier, right? Righteousness, the righteousness of God without law, being righteous without works. That is guilt-free. I can serve the Lord guilt-free. Hallelujah. I can just love on him and don't have to worry about how I forgot to pray. I didn't study my Bible. I haven't been to church. You can't want me. What in the world are you talking about? Are you born of God? Is the lamb's blood on your life? Then you can go before the Lord and you can ask him to heal you and to cleanse you. You can ask him. You can always be there in his presence. Are you hearing? All right. I need, as we bring in this next part for, I need, uh, let me a couple brothers to bring that table up here and set it right here for me. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, so let's look back in the word. Uh, verse number 23 uh, says again, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 24, being justified freely. You didn't pay for it. Jesus did. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 25, whom God has set forth. Say set forth. Set forth. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation big word through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God oh that's a lot of wording there we're going to get into that table set right there praise the Lord amen let's give these big strong men a hand as they come and bring that up here would you right there praise the Lord amen thank you very much Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, Deacon, I need, let me have that uh, that plant right there, that first plant right there. Yeah, that would be fine. Yeah, put that right up here for me. Thank you. I have now, thank you, Deacon. This has now been set forth. Are you hearing me? That is now being set forth. Now, on, on the screen here, you see there are three parts that I want you to see here. And uh, Romans, the third chapter, verses 20 through 28. First thing that the Lord has set Jesus Christ forth. He has set him forth to be a propitiation. We're going to talk about that. Uh, And the third thing it talks about is the law of faith. And we're going to see this. So God has set Jesus, set Christ forth to be a propitiation. Propitiation means a, a pleasing sacrifice or it means, um, a way of atoning for a way of making things right okay in short God said I am going he Lord says okay there's something wrong with you and I okay there's something wrong with you and I and I have made a way for us to be set right together for us to be right together okay it is if a person says uh, let me who can I get up here mm-hmm Somebody help me uh, let me see here um uh, come on up, Brother Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll mess with you. Brother Kelly and I have had a disagreement. Now, we're just playing, brother, okay? Come on up here. Come on up here. Come on, come on, come on. We have had a disagreement. He has wronged me. That'll take the smile off his face. He... He has wronged me. He has wronged the pastor. Can you believe that? And he really, he really hurt my feelings, y'all. He really hurt my feelings. (laughs) All right. So he has come to me, realizing that he hurt my feelings. He come to me. This is not a small thing. He did something big. I mean, he really did something big to hurt my feelings. Anybody ever had somebody do something really bad to you and it really hurt you bad? Hold your hand up if you really had that happen to you before. Oh, he, okay, he has too. <laughs> it really hurt me. The type of hurt that you go to bed thinking about, you're getting up thinking about, go through the day, you think about, it, you just can't really get over it, that type of hurt. And because of that hurt, it has broken our relationship. Broken our relationship. The type of relationship when I see him calling. Oh, it's, it's Kelly. <laughs> don't want to turn. The type of relationship he sees my my uh, messages. Well, you don't really see my messages. But uh, you trying to con- communicate to me that you are so sorry. So he comes to me. And <laughs> he comes to me and he asks me to forgive him. Please forgive. Uh, they didn't hear that. Please forgive me. And he even says in such a way, he says he asks forgiveness, but he, he's going to be, he's going to do it right. And he's going to say, he's going to uh, ask forgiveness. And at the same time, he's going to say uh, what he did wrong. Please forgive me for doing, I don't know, what did you do? For doing that. Are you hearing so what I do, I'm full of grace. Please praise the Lord Jesus. <laughs> I'm full of grace. And so what I will do is just say, hey, brother, you're forgiven. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. As matter of fact, let's not even talk about it anymore. As a matter of fact, for me, it didn't even happen. I'm done with it, huh? Cooling water. Cooling water. I said that ain't happening. I mean, it's, it's done. I'm, I'm through with it. I'm through with it. Anybody been like that before? I mean, you and you're really through with it. Okay. But here's the thing. He heard me, but didn't really believe me because he knows the severity of what he did. He's thinking, oh no, he can't truly forgive me for what I did. isn't You're right. Yeah. So, and so. And so he's still feeling guilty for what was done. And so what does he do? And so he begins to say within himself, I've got to do something to make this up. He begins to say, even though I've already said, I've forgiven you, it's done. He feels so guilty that he begins to say, what can I do to make this right? What can I do to make this right? What can you do? He wants to make amends with me. Are you are you hearing? We're gonna freeze for a moment. Okay. Remember that picture. Thanks, Brother Kelly. Give Give Lord a hand of praise for him. He's a good man, isn't he? Just want you to know that um, no animals were harmed during this demonstration. <laughs> so we are okay. We're okay. Here again, if he come keeps coming to me and saying, oh, "Look." Look, I'm sorry for what I did. Uh, Give me, there must be something I can do to make it right. Anybody felt so bad, you feel like you got to do something. There must be something I can do to make this thing right. Even though the person already said, look, I forgave you. I'm done with it. I forgot about it. But you feel so bad, you say, there must be something I can do to get it right. What you're actually saying is, I don't believe you. Every time we go before them, we say must be something I can do to get it right. Here, here, I cooked you breakfast. I, I, I washed your car. I want to do something. What you're saying to them is I don't believe you. You're saying I, I don't believe that you're capable of forgiving me completely like you said. What you're saying is I believe you're still mad at me. You're just not saying anything. As a matter of fact, I can see it in your eyes. You're still mad at me. But they continually say, look, I'm forgiving you. I'm done with it. It's forgotten. Don't even bring it up. It's done. But every time they come to you bringing some good thing that they've done, every time they come trying to offer you money, hey, look, I've done this and that and the other. I, I, I've, just, I've done it. What they're saying is, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. That's what they're saying. They're saying, I believe you're still mad at me. They're saying, I, I don't believe the situation will be resolved until I pay the debt in full. Are you hearing So let's go back to the, let's go back to the, to the verses. Now, God said, and we know that there has been a rift between God and man, a breakdown between God and man. Are you hearing a breakdown? And God said, I know that our relationship is all toe up. I know it's toe up, huh? toe up from the floor. Show enough. He said, I know the relationship between me and you, between God and man is toe up. He said, so what I have done, I have set forth Christ. I've set him forth. I've set forth Christ. This is the way that we can be right together. When you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, this is what you can do. The Lord said, this is what you can do to be right with me. Receive him. Believe him. I've set him forth. John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him. We'll not perish, but have everlasting life. He said, I know we're tore up from the flow up. I know we've got a, We've had a bad relationship because of stuff that you did. But the Lord said, look, I've forgiven it. I've washed it away. It's not even a thing. Not even a chicken wing. It's done. We're done with it. <laughs> Lord said, I'm done with it. I have forgotten about it. Don't bring it up. I'm done with it. He said, here's what you do. Just believe in my son. Just believe in what Jesus did. Be covered by his blood. And then we're so thankful (laughs) Lord, you really letting me go free. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We're so grateful that we don't mind serving him. We want to serve him now. He's forgiven us of this huge debt. Hallelujah. But here comes the man that is of religion. Comes in. What? You want to forgive me of the debt? I don't believe you, Lord. And pushes away the thing that God has set forth pushes it away and says, no, I'm going to work for this. I'm going to make sure I know I've done a lot of wrong in my life. I know I've hurt a lot of people in my life. I know I have, but I'm going to make it right to you, God. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to serve in the soup kitchen every week. I'm going to get blood every week. I'm going to donate money to every cause. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because I feel so bad for the stuff that I've done. I feel so guilty. I feel so, so much ashamed and I'm going to do a lot of rights. And then you really like me. You really, you really like me when I get into heaven, what happened? They pushed aside. What God has set forth. Now God said the only way you can get into heaven is if you receive what I have set forth. Your good works are not going to get you there. Are you hearing? How many of you understand that? Praise the Lord. Let's talk just for a few more moments. Are you get are you really getting this today? I want to make sure that you're really getting it today. Now, as we talk just a few more moments and really as we're looking at the day of wonders we're going right back to the day of wonders and we here again we start there in the book of Joshua uh, book of Joshua the third chapter now let me tell you a little bit about religion and we gonna close out today my God I still can't get to what I want to get to but I believe that you're getting it today Amen. what does religion say now we know what God said and we talked a little bit about the differences between Christ and religion what is the definition of religion Listen to listen to this definition of religion: an organized system or institution of belief based upon the tradition of men, instead of the pursuit of friendship of God. Two, it is the act of playing church. Mm-hmm. It is the act of playing church, exchanging internal truth. For external performance, substituting spiritual realities with carnal rituals. It is the act of replacing God with rituals. No, it's not right, brother. It's the act of replacing God with rituals. Playing church. This is why people can come to church every Sunday. They're there every Sunday. And when they leave the church doors, they are like demons on steroids. (laughs) The biggest devils, biggest hateful, mean devils in town. Because they're religious, but not conscious of relationship. As a matter of fact, you can be religious and not know God. Did you know that? Let's go to Matthew. Go ahead and go to Matthew for a second. Matthew, the 7th chapter. Matthew, the 7th chapter. Religion also means uh, a set pattern or way of doing things. A set pattern or way of doing things. Now, you can be religious about getting up every morning at 7 o'clock. Set pattern or way of doing things. That's fine. No, No problem with that. But it's when we replace God with our methods that's a problem when we replace god with rituals that's a problem when we come before god and say god you i know you're not going to bless me because i did this are you hearing then that's a problem hallelujah i don't care now hear me i don't care if you sinned last night well i hope that you didn't but i don't care that you sinned last night if the devil comes to you and say, all uh, oh, this is happen- happening to you because, you because you sin and God is not pleased with you because of the sin. What the devil's trying to do is trying to get you to push past, push the gift of God aside and focus in on your work, which is religion. And if he can get you focused on your works or religion or the law, then you'll never receive what God has for you. Because God is steadily trying to give it to you, but you'll push it away because you feel like you haven't done right. Are you hearing? Look at Matthew 7, 22. It says this, Matthew 7, 22. Many, the Lord says here, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name, done many wonderful works then and then will i profess unto them what i never knew you yours was about religion but it was never about knowing him he said then i will profess to you i never knew you depart from me ye that work iniquity do you see that you can be religious and not know god how do you know if you are religious? If you keep on finding fault in yourself. You keep on finding fault. If you are the center of your relationship with God, you're religious. If your coming to church is about you, about making you feel better, you're religious. If you're reading your Bible is about fulfilling, a, uh, fulfilling some type of quota, you're religious. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying to you. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's about growing closer to him, being intimate with him as we approach the day of wonders. As we approach the day of wonders. Oh my God, my God. God does not want your religion. He wants you. He does not want your religious acts. He wants you. Now here again, I want you to please consider this as we close. Consider that works of righteousness Cannot produce holiness works of righteousness cannot produce holiness. Let me say that again. Works of righteousness or your good deeds cannot cannot produce holiness. But holiness will always produce works of righteousness. Does that make sense to you? Praise the Lord. The day of wonders is founded On relationship and not religion. On relationship and not religion. On intimacy and not do for me. Are you hearing? On worship and not works. On humble hearts and not a haughty spirit. It is founded upon gratitude. Gratitude and not guilt. So if you're guilty. If you're guilty. Come to the cross. And receive grace. Receive forgiveness. Hallelujah. Don't have a relationship with God based on your guilt. You must be born again and in pursuit of the face of God to approach and remain in the day of wonders. I prophesied. I really don't have to do it because it is approaching right now as we speak. This must be settled in your heart, settled in your mind. The work that God's going to do through you will blow your mind the things that he has prepared for you you haven't even thought about your eyes even haven't haven't seen it your ears haven't even heard about it the things that God has prepared for you not only will there be signs and wonders that he will work through your hand not only will there be a change of your life change of your ministry uh, change in marriage change in relationships this is a total moving and a shifting of the Holy Spirit through the body of Christ now why is he doing it? because if you look outside the world is getting darker and darker and darker there are people killing people randomly and there's so many acts of violence and so many acts of hatred there's so many bad things going on right now so much bad gross darkness is covering the earth but the light is beginning to be brighter and brighter and brighter And the world is going to look for an answer. They're going to look for Jesus. And even now they're looking for Jesus. They're looking for truth. And Jesus is going to begin. You'll see this even now. He's manifesting himself through his body. And he's gonna use more than just the head that, that we would say the clergy, pastors, the, uh, the teachers, the evangelists, the pro- apostle, the prophet. He's gonna use more than just his head. He's gonna use his hands. He's gonna use his finger, his little pinky. He's gonna use his pinky toe. He's gonna to use his entire body, all the body to show the world how glorious and great he really is. And then you will see the rapture of the church occur. Then as the church stands up in power, when the Lord has manifested himself greatly in the earth, when they all see and know this Jesus thing is really true, then you'll see the great snatching away, the great rapture of the church, but not before the Lord comes in his body with power and great majesty. So we are preparing for that day and that day is not founded upon religious works. It's founded upon an intimate relationship with God. It's founded upon us being born again and receiving the precious blood of Jesus Christ over our lives and receive that declared holiness over our lives. Because if you believe right, you'll live right. Hallelujah. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you believe that you are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, then you will walk as the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. If you believe you're holy, you will walk as though you're holy. If you believe that you are sanctified and sanctified, Set aside for God's use, then you will walk as though you were set aside for God's use. Are you hearing me? But if you continue to believe the filth of the world, if you continue to believe what you see in the mirror, the mirror will tell you that you're ugly and it's lying to you. Are you hearing me? I'm talking about your physical appearance. When God has already said that you're beautiful, that you're loved and accepted. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy lie to you. God has already set you aside and marked you for the day of wonders. I pray that you will receive that today in Jesus' mighty name. We're finished for today in Jesus' name. Lord, we praise you today. Lord, we praise you. We praise you, Father. We praise you and we thank you for your rich goodness and your blessings in our lives today. Lord, we receive that day of wonders. Lord, we receive the day of wonders. Lord, we receive the day of wonders. We receive it in Jesus' name. Now, you're going to have to repeat after me and just say, Father, I thank you that I am holy. Not because of my works, but because of the blood of Jesus that was shed on my behalf. I receive your sacrifice, I receive what you have set forth. And because of the finished work of Christ, we are at peace. We are friends. I am your servant. I am your child. We are as one. Now use me, Lord, greatly in this serf today. Show forth, Show forth your glory through me. Show forth your glory through me. Show forth your glory through me. In Jesus' name. Now give the Lord another hand of praise. Hallelujah. 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 You can begin to thank God now for changes in ministry, for changes in your life, changes in your body. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait to heaven to be joyful. You can be joyful right here. You don't have to wait. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, you can begin to thank the Lord now in Jesus' name for a change in your finances, for a shifting of your entire life. This is something that you have not experienced before. As Joshua said in Joshua 3rd chapter, the Bible declares that the book of Joshua says you have never been this way before. This is something that you've never experienced before, but you must prepare for it. But you must prepare for it. I don't want any of you to be spectators. To be sitting back in church saying, Wow, look how God's using so and so. they would hear testimonies, people coming up and giving the testimonies of how someone was healed at Walmart, how someone was healed at the gas station, how they prayed for someone at work, and they received the Lord and God healed them, how words of knowledge and words of wisdom and prophetic utterances came through and gifts of healing and, and, and all these things happening all around you. I don't want any of you, I don't want any of you just to be spectators and wishing, Oh God, I wish that was me. We are preparing for the day of wonders. And let me tell you this last thing, praise God, in my thousand closing. As the flood begins to come in, and you're going to see people begin to come in more and more and more. God is raising up many of you to be teachers. Because there will not be enough time in the week. Won't be enough time. You're not going to kill me, praise the Lord. There'll be church will be going on seven days a week, and you'll see this. Seven days a week, hallelujah! And then we'll have session seven days a week. Classes going on seven days a week because because of the number of people that will be feeling the place, that will be feeling the fellowship, hungry for the word of God, hungry for the word of God. Then Lord, the Lord is rising, raising up teachers right now that are eating the flesh of the Lamb right now, that are eating the flesh of the Lamb. That is His word, that are drinking His blood. that is That received the sacrifice over there, over their lives, who understand this new covenant. God will use you to teach them and to instruct them. Hallelujah. Because the time is coming. The great harvest of souls is upon us. And it will happen. you see this. It will happen because of the day of wonders. They'll see a great light. Those that sit in darkness will see a great light. And they'll come to know Jesus. And I thank God that you'll be ready. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you, Lord Jesus. so we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, I send these words out in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, let these words, the words that you have spoken, let them land upon your people's hearts. And Lord, Lord, God, let them let these words take root in their hearts and let it produce a mighty tree. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would bring these words back to their remembrance, especially in times of warfare or in times of depression, that they may see and know who you are in them, that they may see their destiny, their calling. And Father, I know that many have been rocked by the devil. And the devil's been pushing people around, as we said earlier. The devil's been giving people thoughts of suicide and and, 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 and and thoughts of loneliness and saying, you'll never be this or you'll never be that. All that attack has been on them. But Father, I declare right now by the blood of Jesus Christ that that attack is broken. That attack is now broken off of their lives in Jesus' name. And that by the power of your spirit, you begin to show them who they really are. For the attack has been on them because of the great things that you have planned for their lives. Thank you, Lord, for using that person, for using that boy, that girl, that man, or woman in great and unusual ways. Now, Lord, show them who they really are. Show them the gift of God that's on the inside of them. Show them the greatness that is on the inside of them. Show them, oh God, show them the great and mighty things that you would do in their lives. Show them, Lord, I speak courage, I speak courage, courage to be strong and courageous. For soon and very soon you will inherit the promises of God that belong to you. Only faint not and you will see the glory of the Lord revealed in your lives. In Jesus' name, oh I thank you, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. Thank you, great Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for showing yourself strong. Thank you, Lord, for showing yourself strong
1: in the name of Jesus. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night we have what's called Hour of Power.